Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Circle Debate Podcast, the previous one I've been seeing here. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have an honorary guest with me. Ben wanted to have him on the show. We finally got him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, he runs Memphis, Tennessee, like there's no tomorrow because he is the flamboyant mauler. But if you don't like that, you better kiss his attitude. Well, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Precious to the show. How are you, Precious? Yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. It's, it's an honor. Thank you very much, Mr. Ivan. Oh, it's an honor ourselves to have you on the show. It's a great honor to have Precious on the show. So let's start out, Precious. So how your journey began in professional wrestling. So take us through your journey of how Precious began in pro wrestling. Okay, okay. And believe it or not, I got some of my trophies and my boots and everything. I actually those was my very first precious boots, so they're actually retired. But I have, I have this, um, this plaque. I had it actually made. It came off from from when I first started in the business. Uh, it's wow. called History Behind the Makeup. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, I, I have. I come up with my own. God gives me my own ideas, and you know, He just gives them, in my, give them to me in my head. But uh, my first experience when I first broke into business, I was actually an athlete in in in, in high school. I played basketball, played football, uh, but I was too short. Like I'm five five seven, five six, maybe five seven, five six. I was too short to uh, actually go to college and play basketball professionally. So. What I did was I was working at it's this, I don't know if y'all have any in, in out that way out west, but it's a gas station called Exxon. Yeah, we have it somewhere around here. Yeah, but up north in California, we have it. Yes, and uh, I was working there, and a guy that used to work in Memphis, the Memphis territory, and he worked in WWE for I think two years. Reggie B. Fine. I got a chance to meet him, and um, I asked him. I said, "Man, look, I would really love to be in the business." On Rouse, this is what I want to do. And he said, "Okay." He said, "Here's my number. Take my number down." He said, "Call me, and I'll hook you up. I give you a call to. I mean, uh, I give you another guy's number, uh, and uh, he'll train you." Which my trainer, he was trained by Jeff, Jerry Jarrett, Eddie Marlin, and Jeff Jarrett, and his name is Charlie Parks. Which he, he he's he's passed away now. He's been he's been gone ten years now. He actually died at a show in my arms of a massive heart attack. So he Charlie trained me, um, and that's where the journey began. It started in May of 1999. And what was the name of that uh that that facility? What was the name of the school? It, it actually, it, the company name was IWA, and it was actually. We actually trained in his backyard at his house. Oh, okay. So, yes, yes. So the training started. We we ran about the first six months. All we did was run. We ran like four or five blocks every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before we even even touched the ring. So we we called it we called it our own little dungeon. Mm. Yes. So so that's how I got started in the business. Oh, definitely. Um, 
And so in 99, how was it at that time, like, especially in, um, you know, when you were training and then at that time, like during like the territory at, at, at that time, was it, you know, Heidi, you know, cause if we go back to 99, I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah, we, we had the attitude area, we had WCW. So, you know, those are the two major ones that were there and ECW was barely growing as at the time as well uh, to be known. But in around the, that year, how was the territory scene around that time? Like, was it as, you know, big what it is now as we speak, what it is currently, or how was it at that time in 99? In, in 99, in, 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 in the 99s and 2000s, you had what was called, uh, it wasn't so much territory. Mm -hmm. You had WWE, uh, which was called territories, but my mind is not working right now. It was called uh, developmental. Oh, yeah, yeah, developmental, okay. Yeah, developmental. So in Memphis, you had uh, Power Pro. Um, yeah, you had Power Pro with uh, a lot of guys came out of Power Pro. Uh, it was doing the loop at the time. You okay. had uh, Ohio Valley, which they had they had the uh, developmental deal in, in California, I mean, in uh, Ohio, in Louisville, Kentucky, with Danny Davis. Yeah. So at that time, you had guys from Power Pro working guys in Louisville. So you had, um, I don't know if you remember Reckless Youth. Um, Sounds familiar, yeah. Reckless Youth. Yes, R-True. His name oh, yes. was Crush at the time. Yeah. Because you also had, you also had K-A-W. Um, that's what John Cena, Rodney Mack, um, the Bashams, um, Batista. Uh, uh, actually, Daniel Bryant was here. There's a young dragon at the time. Yeah. Yes. So at that time, you had a lot of a lot of um, developmental territories at the time. At that time, when I first broke in, when I first broke into business, and I didn't get a chance to really meet any of those guys until my later later years in the business. It's just that uh, I had to cut my teeth somewhere, and I yeah. cut them in IWA. And I traveled from Memphis to Mississippi. At the time, you had NWA down there, uh, which at that time, they was filtering talent from Mississippi that was using guys in WCW at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they was using guys from WCW at the time. Ron Bumps, Ron Rage, and, and I think his name was, I, wonder, I think it was either Sarge or Mickey Ray. They was doing extra work for WCW at the time. Oh. Yeah, so you had more so it was developmental territories at that time. And let me ask you this as well. Wasn't Jerry Lawler also was running his territory as well still at that time, 99? Or not, or he wasn't as at, at that time? It was you it was at the time it was that was transitioning. It was like USWA. Yeah, USWA. Then it was K, yeah, yeah, USWA, KAW. Yeah. And then it, they, Lawler, well, I don't know how it went, but at that time, USWA and I think KAW merged. And they merged. So then you had William Regal and all those guys coming down, polishing guys up, getting them ready. Um, so, yeah. So at that time, you had, yeah, it was USWA and KAW, then they merged, then it became uh, Power Pro. Then you had Randy Hales, 
Big Daddy Smooth uh, at the time, which was Rakishi, became Rakishi. Oh, okay, okay. Rakishi at a later time. Uh, Kurt Angle came through here. Um, God, what the Rock? Flex, uh, Rocky Maivia, Flex Cavana. Yes, he he came through here through the Power Pro days, USWA slash Power Pro. Mark Henry as well. Oh my God! Okay, and let me ask, okay, so let me ask you this question before I move on to asking your first match. What I'm curious to know is, uh, from your class when you were training at that time. Is there anyone who's actually, you know, from your class at that time that is still currently performing? Is there anyone like you know that that trained alongside with you at that time? Is there is someone currently right now still performing as we speak, or it has been on the TV role as of late, or you're like the only last one left? Oh, um, it was, and we're gonna get into that. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. Okay. Uh, it was actually. Oh, you went on me, by the way. There we go. My brother, a uh, guy named uh, Dan, he went on and became, became Simba. You had Malik. Uh, one guy actually passed away. He had bad, he had a bad heart. He passed away. So, no, I'm, I'm the only one from that class that has actually – that has actually uh, kept kept every everything together. And I'm the only one that has actually just – Pursued it even harder and even more. Oh, all right. So I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Nobody, no, I'm the only one still standing. Wow, that's incredible. And I commend you for that. You're the last one, man. My God. And you're the first person I ever speak to, you know, that has come from that era, from 99 to what it is currently. That's amazing. Um, let me ask you this. Your first match... How was it the first time performing in front of the audience? And who was it? A, was it a singles match you had, or was it a tag team match you had when you first debuted at Idol? No, actually a tag match. Okay, me, my brother. Oh my God, man! You, man, you're making me go way back. But I remember my first match. Uh, we went out and bought some Jordans <laughs> and bought some breakaways. We brought some breakaways, bought some shirts, and we kind of cut them up and tasseled them up around the arm and around the around the stomach, and our very first match, me and my brother tag team name was called True, T-R-U, True. Okay. And we worked um, a guy named Max Payne and a uh, guy named uh, Edric Hines. And I told my brother, I said, man, I, for some reason, I think that I'm a, I think I'm a super glue, because we had some, there was some breakaways. And I said, I'm gonna think I'm gonna super glue my breakaways. <laughs> he's like, why are you gonna do that? I said, because in the business, I don't think I should wear, I don't think I should wear any underwear under here. <laughs> and I said, no, I said, no. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put some tights on. I'm gonna put some tights on. And I put some tights on. How about I tagged into the match in my and Max Payne grabs me. And gives me a slam, and guess what happens? What happened? Breakaways, breakaway. <laughs> oh my God. So just imagine what would have happened if I had no no underwear on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I had my tights on. I had black tights on. And I could hear somebody in the crowd say, oh, my God, he has no drawers on. <laughs> but, but, but fortunately, yeah, we, I, yeah, that it, the fans, it was, it was okay. I think we, we may have had maybe 200 people at the time. Yeah, it's nerve wracking. That was my first match. I was, I was excited on one hand and nervous on the other. Okay. That was my first. Well, I mean, I, first time something, and at least you know, you, you, it, I'm pretty sure, like right after the first match, it went away after like that, you know, that nervous feeling. But after that, you got really used to it. By you know, got used to it and performing in front of a crowd and just. You know, taking in whatever the you know the, the booze and cheers is taking it in and, and and going with it. Which speaking of that, I wanted to ask. So how the precious became in fruition? So how explain that to our viewers and audience? How precious became in fruition? How did it blossom? Okay, fruition? okay. And actually, actually, my I sucked for a long time. I was I was horrible in the ring. I'm not gonna lie, I was horrible in. I was like, man, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And the guy that uh, trained me, he actually had his own business. He was, uh, he had uh, his own heating uh, air business, HVAC. And I worked for him at the time. And uh, we was actually at work. And we was we was just talking in general. It was like five or six of us. Of the guys I named earlier. And they came around to me and said, hey, Martin, uh, what would you do to make it in the business? I said, man, I don't care. Whatever it takes. I love the business. I said, I'll wrestle somebody. I will, I will wrestle at somebody gay. Doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And three weeks later, we're at a show. And I'm going around giving out gimmicks. And my best friend said, hey, your new name is Precious. I said, huh? He said, "Yes, yeah, precious. We want you to dress up in some thongs." I'm not. I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I said, "I'm okay with the name, but I'm not wearing no thongs. I'm not gonna do that. Mm. I'm gonna do that." So, uh, it was a woman I was dating at the time. Uh, we was getting ready to go to bed. True story. Can't make this stuff up. And when they said we we're both, the indie guys come up with some of the greatest ideas. Uh, and she has she had a bustier on, like a women's bustier. Okay. And uh, I think I have some. I might I might go get one. <laughs> and uh, she walks past me down the hallway, and I look at her, and I said, "Come back." So she walks back. I said, "Walk back again." She walks back again, and I said, "Take it off and let me put it on." So she takes it off. I put it on, and I said, "Okay." That's the beginning of Precious. Oh my God! Wow! <laughs> wow! I didn't. Wow! What? A, I didn't even know. Wow! That's incredible. I didn't even know that. Like, what's? That's insane. That. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. Like, no, I, I won't do the thong thing. No, 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 no thong. I mean, I'll do anything else, but besides the thong, no. <laughs> right. And I, uh, on on the paint. This is how I learned how to paint. I was doing a show. I was doing the Ernie Cat Lad tour. Okay. With um. Kamala, Reggie B, Rick House Brown, uh, a lot of those guys down in Jackson, Mississippi, and then we did Shreveport, Louisiana. So I'm in the dressing room, and I'm sitting right beside Kamala. 
sitting right beside Mr. James. I call him Mr. James. He's going to forever be Mr. James to me. And uh, this is how he talks. So he's sitting back and he's painting, painting the, the moon and stars on his stomach. And he looks over at me. And he said, hey, wearing that to the ring tonight? I said, yes, sir. Well, uh, I got an idea for you. I said, what is that, Mr. James? He said, well, come here. So he paints the heart on my face. He said, do you think you can keep that going? I said, yes, sir. So Mr. James taught me how to paint paint my face. That is awesome. Wow. I didn't know. That's incredible. Wow. Oh, my God. I love that. Thank you. Yes, man, sir. come on. Oh, my God. See? Hearts out to Kamala, man. Wow. That's that. So you tell it. So even him as well, like just him while he's. Look at himself in the mirror, painting, you know, painting his stomach with the stars. He came up with the idea. Then he, like, this is the great idea to put it right there. I love it. That's and it, and honestly, it it goes with it. So, kudos to him for him, you know, giving you that idea. And you, kudos to you for going with it still. And I love it. I I love it. Man. Thank you, thank you. It's just you know, at the time, you know, I had like I said, I had oh, well, uh, Rakishi was on that tour at the time. He had just um. Uh, his contract was up, so Rakishi, we call him Junior. Rakishi yeah. was on that on that tour as well, so that was a good idea. See, Vicious also, see, it was on that tour as well. So, and yeah. so I was, I was just a young guy and just trying to find my niche in the business. That that was it, and I was listening and, and soaking up all the the information and everything that was told and was given to me. And um, Reggie told me, he said, "Man, once you get good enough." I'll come back and get you and I'll take you to TV. So in 95, I get a phone call. I didn't answer because I was like, why is Jerry Lawler and Cormac calling me? I'm like, how'd they get my number? And make a long story short, uh, I finally answered my voicemail. And uh, I called Lawler back and they said, hey, we want to use you on TV as uh, private precious. So I actually have something here. We did. We, we Lawler was doing Lawler's Army, and I spray painted the helmet. Oh, and I love that. <laughs> Lawler, Lawler actually drew this. Wow. Jerry Lawler drew this on the helmet. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. Now this is this is the young journey, the young journey of Precious. Yes. So. That's that's how I got started in the business, and um, kind of went from there. You know, started doing TV, wasn't making money at all. Maybe making, maybe it was getting a hot dog and a coke. Or at that time, it was always a handshake. Hey, how you, you'll be back next week? I'm like, yeah, I'll be back next week. So that's that's how Precious got started. I love it, and you know, during that time as well. Um, I, you know, something brought it was that I was intrigued and I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, which, you know, rest his soul, rest in peace. And how was uh, the chemistry, the match that you had with Brian Christopher at the time? Oh, man. Man. Um, yeah, give me a minute. That's. That's a. That's a very touchy story because um, I never knew 
how great of a guy he was until my very first matter of fact, my very first match on Memphis TV was me and Lawler tagged up against Brian Christopher and, and uh Shock. And uh, the chemistry, you know, of course, you know, by me being a young guy, just breaking in business, of course they're gonna they're gonna tater me. He gave me he gave me three shots. And uh, when it came for me to give him it, give it back, I always say, when you go to Walmart and you purchase something, what do they give you? They give you a receipt. Yeah. So I gave him one. And um, the chemistry with Brian, which Kevin Lawler, we started a company called, well, Kevin started a company called Wildfire Wrestling. This was about five or six years ago. And I, which I had been doing, I had been doing, for some reason, I guess God does things in mysterious ways because I started getting calls saying, hey, we need somebody to come in and work grind. We need somebody to come in and work grind. So I'm doing traveling, I'm doing Mississippi shows, doing Arkansas shows, and I'm working grind. I'm working grind. I'm working grind. And we actually got a chance to work a program with Wildfire Wrestling. Chemistry was magnificent. For someone that, that was brilliant in the ring, Brian, Brian was very good. He taught me a lot. He taught me a lot about my character and my community. He taught me how to own my, hone my skills. That Brian did. And the reason the subject is touchy is because Brian stayed with me for a little while. Really? Yes. yes. Mm. He stayed with me for a little while. And um, actually, I picked him. Actually, he called me and said, hey, Precious. I said, yeah. He said, hey, man, fly out. He said, I got to do some shows, and I'm going to fly to Indiana. He was doing an IWA show with uh, Jamie, Jamie Dundee and Chase Stevens. And uh, I took him. He came over my house, and I drove him to the airport. And I let his car. He was like, hey, man, I'll be back in two weeks. Uh, is it okay if the car stays? I said, sure. So... Uh, leading up to those events, you know, I was, he called me. I knew exactly, I knew what happened when he got, he got you know, when things happened in the hotel, uh, whatever happened, I wasn't there. I can't say, but he got his teeth knocked out and all that. The week that he went to jail before he passed away, I actually talked to him. And uh, he was doing a show. He was on his way home. He called me. And he said, Fresh. I said, yeah. And he said, hey, man, how you doing? Some good, Brian. And he talked. And uh, he said, hey, man, what's going on? He said, some lights on me. So he gets stopped. So I'm actually on the phone with Brian during the time he gets stopped and goes to jail. And what happened, happened. Yeah. yeah. But hands down, Brian was a great guy. A great guy. I'm glad. I mean, besides him, I mean, and then also, you know, Working with with Jerry as well. Uh, what other in you know in the, at that at that time? What other uh, athletes or any other performers that you worked alongside with that uh, kind of helped you along the way to develop the character more and your in ring skills ability more? Like besides Lawler, you know, and Christopher, who else uh, throughout your journey was actually was kind of put their two cents on your character on your development in the ring and outside of the ring. Okay. Well, you actually, actually, I gotta give a lot of, I gotta give a lot of credit to this guy named Johnny Dotson, which uh, he worked. Um, he 
he actually got signed in WCW during that time, during that time. And he worked uh, Kiwi, and he actually took me under his wing. Uh, we did actually did the wrestle at the Miss South Coliseum and had a match with him. Okay, yes, okay. Mecca of Memphis. And <laughs> he said, I'm going to take care of you. He said, I see potential in you if you just ever shut up and talk to me. So I created Johnny Dodson, Bill Dundee, Superstar Bill Dundee. Uh, Derek King actually sat me down and talked to me. Dustin Starr as well. Dustin, Dustin Hill. Um, let's see. Who else was instrumental? Um, Brian as well. Um, talked to, I actually worked uh, Buff Bagwell. Oh really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Buff Bagwell. Uh, he, he was instrumental. He actually tried to help me get signed by TNA. You know, I sent him some stuff, and he actually gave it to Dutch. So he was very helpful. To so, so it was quite a few guys. If I if I left some names out, then I apologize. But those those guys was more more so instrumental uh, with my character and me getting to this point. That's great. I love it. Um, another thing I want to ask, we, we, we spoke about it off the air just a little bit. I know you said you had a trial with WWE. Um, and how was that process at the time was, you know, getting the tryouts? And what year was it when you actually had your tryouts with WWE uh, at the time? Uh, I, mean, I mean, we noticed as well that you've been, you know, had little backstage roles in WWE, like with, with, with Jericho, Along with AJ, with the whole Nia Jax and Sasha Banks, so there's a lot more. I mean, you've been you've been around WWE TV. So how did that how did it all became that about, and how, how did it worked out with the tryouts? How, how did that happen? Okay, okay, and and to touch on that, I was the one that actually started the Jericho list. Oh my god, I love it. Yes, I'm the originator of Jericho list. Oh, what happened was, and I don't know why I'm going this way. I'm going to try not to give too many backstories. But a lot of guys, now, now true story, this happened um, This happened about seven years ago. I was so determined to get looked at by WWE. They had a show here in Memphis. And this is what I did. This was doing the time. Oh, I'm sorry, I left out one person. Visceral, he was a great guy as well. He helped with my That's great. God rest his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. So this, bro, um, so this is what I did. I said, you know what? I'm going to make WWE look at me. By all means. So I said, so I go in my closet. I said, in order to look the part, you have to dress the part. Yes, yeah, so I put a suit tie on, and I have my wrestling bag walk across the street at FedEx Forum. Can't make this stuff up. True stories. So I get my bag and I and I walk down, walk down the runway, walk down the tunnel, and the security stopped me. He said, Yes, can I help you? I said, Yeah, I'm here for a WWE trial. And, and at that time, at that time, they didn't have a list on who, who was supposed to be there up, up top in security. So I get there and I walk down and I'm just standing there. I'm like clueless. I have no clue on where I'm supposed to go, who I'm supposed to talk to, because I wasn't invited. Um, 
guy named Alan Steele. He's from Memphis. He sees me. Yeah, he sees me. And uh, I just mm. spoke around him, sat around him. I didn't say much. Arn Anderson walks by and a portfolio in my hand. And Arn Anderson, up, I said, hey, how you doing? I said, good. So I handed my portfolio. And uh, he takes it and does something. I don't know what he did. And uh, security comes up to me and says, hey, you know, uh, you're not supposed to be here, so we're going to actually leave. But thanks to Viscera, he was like, no, he's cool. He just... So I, I, that, that, that's how that happened. But with me getting, getting looked at, uh, it was it was just my time. I had been sending stuff, sending stuff, and the answer was always no, always no, no, no. no. In ring ability, no. The body doesn't look good. No. I said okay. So eventually, so I come home from work and I said, you know, let me check my email. Check my email. Get an email from John. John Cone. Hey, you know, uh, we'll be in Memphis such and such day. We'll be in Alabama this day. And uh, we would love to have you doing some extra work. And I'm like, wow. Wow. So so I actually set up a website. At the time, WWE, you, you could set up, you could create a website, you could create a, a page where you could send your videos and your pictures and everything in. So I was sending all that stuff in and they finally called me. So I ended up going and I went, I went up four times, four times. And the last time was, I want to say in 99, no, 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 I'm sorry, not 2019. Mm. And I uh, did work for him and I had a tryout with the team because they used they won't do trial. The only time they do trials is on Tuesdays. Okay. Before TV, before SmackDown. And I got in. I worked this guy from St. Louis, and we had everybody sitting around the ring from Triple H to Shaman Man to you had all the top guys. You had everybody. You had everybody sitting around the ring watching. And at that time, that's what we, that's when we said, we said that off air when they told me they said, "Hey, we already have a team drink." Yeah. Your, your, your in ring ability is not good. You just already have a balance drink. So I knew what that meant. Because I already have somebody with the character. So yeah. something different or something. Yeah, but I feel like their Velveteen Dream is nothing compared to Precious. I'll tell you that right now. Screw that shit. I'm saying it right now. I'm sitting here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there's no. This Velveteen, sorry. There's no one that's just such as yourself, Precious. Nobody is like you. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody is. Thank you. Yes, I was ahead of the curve, way ahead of the curve 15 years ago before before anybody started doing a, a flamboyant or I would say that character, that gimmick, I was ahead of the curve. And it was always, I was so, I was always so close because I even knew um, during the time that nobody knows this, but at the time I was I was negotiating a contract. Uh, saw SAW and um, 
I can't remember. Was it in Nashville at the time? With Reno Riggins and Jerry Jarrett. They were shooting pilot that was actually going to get ready and start a company. And Jerry Jarrett got sick. He had triple bypass. That's who I was actually talking to. I was negotiating the contract in because they was getting ready to go mainstream. And Jerry Jarrett got sick and he had to pull out. So there went my deal. That was my deal. This was in 2012. 2012. When, when that was when that was happening, because I actually talked to Jerry. Wow. So I had a trial with TNA. I actually did TNA gut check. Well, okay, yeah. I, yes. Okay. I did three months before they actually started doing it on TV. Brian Hebner, yeah, 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 no, Earl Hebner, yeah, Brian Hebner, Earl's son, and Brian Hebner and D-Lo was there, and it was like 12 of us, and we had a tryout, and we do our interviews, do our promos, and everything, have our matches, and D-Lo goes around, sitting around, and he's critiquing everybody, telling them, hey, come back to the show, did that about three times, and he looks me in my eyes, and he said, man, you have the total package. Have what it takes. He said, but it's not up to me. If it was up to me, I would hand you a contract right now. And uh, nothing came out of that. So, you know, I just been I've been I've been grinding. I'm still grinding. I'm still grinding. Um I'm 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 looking for a country. A big country. And I'm you're gonna get it. I'm telling you that you're absolutely gonna get it and I cannot wait when that happens. I, I, I'm, and I mean that dead serious. The fact that you know, because of the, you know, the, the talent that you have, the character, the, the charisma that you have, just everything what you bring up onto the table, and what you have done by far, you know, in, in, a, in a professional wrestling right now, we have not seen that in such a long time. The flamboyance, just that attitude that you have, we haven't seen that. And not only that, but. Another thing that people are, even though certain individuals possibly don't like it, but me personally, I love it. The fact the way how you're, you're actually, how you introduce it, how you developed it, and how I feel that it hasn't been really been exposed as much. But you've done, besides regular, you know, regular matches, but also intergen intergender matches. And people are not really familiar with that. And, you know, back in the, you know, here, you know, maybe the, we, we can say Lucha Underground. Now, that was it, honestly. There's nothing really, nobody has really has done that. Um, not even right now, this current product, nobody has done it. But just you guys, uh, you know, yourself and, you know, with Championship Wrestling from Memphis, you've, you've been doing that. Even besides them, but also in the other independent circuits, you wrestled, you know, Cassandra Golden, CG Chanel, Nikki Lane. And, you know, so, you know, for you to bring, you know, to, to expose that and develop that, it's amazing, you know, because nobody has and has talked about it, and that's why I'm bringing it up because it's gonna be talked about once they see this. So, I mean, explain, you know, your was this your idea of, you know, creating the, you know, bringing back the intergender matches, or how did that become about, you know, when they, you know, with the intergender matches? No, um, I, I'm, I'm a lot of I'm an easy guy to work in the ring. Very easy. Mm -hmm. And 
back when I first started this character, I always wondered, everybody coming to dress, everybody that comes in, I want to work precious. I want to work precious. I'm like, why are they picking on me? But it wasn't they was picking on me. It was them helping me refine and polish my my in-ring ability and talent. And it just kind of, working with the guys, I, I mean, it just kind of drifted and gravitated toward the women. I don't I don't know how that happened. It just I get calls. Precious get more calls to come in and work women more than anything. Mm. Uh, like I've worked, I've worked one of I gotta say it, one of the baddest bitches in the in the business, jazz. Aha, that's right. Yes, I worked jazz. Yes. Um, I worked her. It all it started. It all started with jazz because she was the first one that Precious actually worked. Okay, all right. So I worked jazz. I worked uh, Mickey James. I worked uh, with uh, ODB. Um, I worked with uh, Tracy Brooks. I worked with Kara Hogan. I worked with Aja Peru. I think I'm pronouncing her name right, Aja. Um, I know. I, I, I know. I can't. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just hard for me. Yeah, we apologize, Aja. If we don't, if we, if you're seeing this, I we don't know. Aja, uh, Sandra Golden, Mickey Lane. Um, the list it goes. I mean, it goes on. It just kind of just drifted, kind of drifted that way. You know, I didn't. It wasn't my ideas. Just I get calls and they, hey, we want to bring you in. We want you to work this young lady. Okay, all right, fine. I'm, I work whoever you want me to work. I work. I work my wife. If you, if you tell me to, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who I work. I mean, I don't care about the wins. I don't care about the losses. It, that doesn't matter. To me. So it just kind of drifted over into. It was not my idea, but it just drifted over into working with. That's how it kind of, kind of happened. Ah, okay. So started with jazz. That's 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 very interesting. Yeah. And how was Jazz in the ring? I'm pretty. She's a she's a yeah. How you said it? Yeah, she's the baddest bitch on the planet. I'll tell you that. And I'm just I'm very happy for her that she's finally getting her. You know, she's gonna close her chapter the way how she wanted, and I'm glad she's doing it. And I'm I'm looking forward to whatever next chapter she's doing, which you know she's working with with you know Thunder Rosa training up there on with. Mission yes. Pro Wrestling, along with her husband Ronnie Max. So, kudos to her. And but how? But yeah, how was that? You know, that chemistry with you and Jazz and the first time in the intergender. How was that? I was kind of nervous because I was kind of be honest with you. I they had just came off of their run in WWE at the time, and Rodney Rodney was very intimidating. <laughs> yes, very intimidating, and uh, we called a spot where she wanted me to give her a slam. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I should be. Yeah. <laughs> Slamming you. I said, can I go talk to Rodney? And uh, I said, Rodney, uh, Jazz called for me to give her a slam. And are you okay with me giving her a body slam? Because I'm not comfortable putting my hand there and slam. He's like, hey, brother, you know, it's the work, man. Just just do what you got to do. You know, just, just don't be getting fresh with her, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So she's she's very fluent. She's very fluent. She called she called the whole match because, like I said, I was young. I was green, still green, not really 
not knowing how to call a match and knowing how to get around in the ring. Yeah. And she she helped me helped me with that as well. So it, it like it's a lot of people that has helped me on my along this journey. I have to call names uh and and let them know, you know, I appreciate it because they have gotten me to this point right here where I'm at right now. Definitely, definitely. Eddie, let me ask you this question. Since you know, since you came from like because I know it's different nowadays how they call matches. When you brought that up, there's one thing that I'm I'm curious to know, and I want to get your 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 two cents on it. Do you feel that compare how it was previously, like 20 or 20 years ago, like back in the, in the like in the, you know 2000 90, and 99s, how you were able to call matches, you know, by the year? Okay, while you're in the ring, you're calling the match. But nowadays, I mean, they're mainly doing it before the even match starts, so they're already doing that. Do you feel that? Do you feel that it, should they kind of bring back that old school type of calling a match mentality in back in the ring, um, or is, or are you okay with, you know, calling a match before you know before you even be in the ring? What are your thoughts about that? Like now, now that you, I mean, you you study you study both of them, but I want to get your two, your sense about it. Do you? What are you more comfortable with, and what do you think that they should? You know, should they stick with this one currently, calling the match before being physically in the ring or calling the match during the, you know, during, you know, the physicality in the match? How do you feel about that? My thing is, I was taught how to do it all. I was taught how to work. I was taught how to wrestle. I was taught how to fight. I was taught how to brawl. And which I have a, I have a, um, a karate background. So I learned how to grapple as well. You know, first degree black belt in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. So I learned, picked that up, but, you know, um, my thing on that is on 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 this hand on calling your match in the back. You can call it all day. You can call it all day in the back, but when you get out in front of those people, what kind of reaction are you going to? So the question is: Do you stay with that, or do you can you adjust on the fly? Right. And a lot of guys. This is, they think if you run 172 miles an hour in a match, that's going to get you up. The flippity, the floppies, the high flying, the big pops and all that, that's not wrestling. That's not wrestling. What wrestling is, can you tell a story? Can you draw the people in? Can they agree with you? And can they, can they, can they... Um. Uh, not interact. Can they? Can they understand the story that you're trying to tell? Yeah, connecting with the with the fans, with us, the fans, connecting with them and get them involved in the story. Right. So my thing is, you can do all of that, but if which wrestling, it makes it makes sense on one hand, and then it doesn't. If I give you 18 super kicks in a match, and the finish calls for a super kick. How are you gonna put me down? You just gave me 18 super kicks, but that one super kick is supposed to matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's not supposed to matter. It, it, if I haven't, I can do. It, it's it's just, man. It's just from where I come, the, the bit where I started into what I've seen. Everything you have to change with time. Everybody has to change with time, and I understand. But you can't do all that high flying. And what story are you trying to tell with the high flying? 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think it's kind of like more. Yeah, it's not really telling the stories. It's more like you're just showing your agile abilities. Okay, great. Yeah, we some some certain crowd at this current state of professional wrestling like it. Some don't. Some are like, no, I like the storytelling. And you know, me as a fan, me as a you know, me as a mark, I love I love a story being told in the ring. Right. That's what I love. I mean, I just tell the story. I love that because, and that's what you do. And I, that's, you know, why us, you know, here at Circle Debate are a big fan of yours because you just know how to sell the story in a ring with your opponents. Like, you know how to do it very, very well. And that's why you're the flamboyant model for that reason. And I commend you for that. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. This is what I learned in the business. That everybody say that I can work. I'm a work. I'm a good worker. I can wrestle. I'm great. I'm, I'm this. I'm the best. I learned this about six years ago. You become a great worker. Brian Christopher taught me this. He taught me, he taught me this. You can be, you can say all of that, but what makes you a worker is two things. That guy that you're actually in the ring with, if you can take him or her and elevate them to where you are, if their level is here, and your level is here, if you can take them and bring them up to the level you are mm -hmm. and make people and fans believe it, then that makes you a worker. Yeah. That makes you a great worker. You, you have people like uh, Rick Flair. Rick Flair, for instance, was one of the best that could do it. Definitely, he would, yeah. take, he would take the mid-card guy, whoever he's working, he's here. And he can take them and elevate them to the level where he was, and that makes you a great one. Absolutely. That, that I have I've had that on my chest for so long. It just that makes you a great worker in the business. If you can do that if you can elevate someone else's talent to where you are. Then you good. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, before the whole like, let me ask you. Uh, so before the whole pan, you know, the whole global pandemic, you know, stopped everything with the fans, everything before that. Uh, how like how was it being on a road? You know, going to you know different territories and perform, um, and how was the audience? You know, were accepting precious. You know, in different territories. How was uh, how was it like? You know, you know being on a road and who would you would go? You know, by yourself or you have a partner in crime on the road? And so I mean, how how was it? You know, before the whole you know shutdown happened. Well, at the, okay, before the pandemic hit and at that time, I've I've been, a, I don't want to say I'm a loner, but um, I've, I've had maybe, maybe on the road with me, but I cut them off because they don't want to listen. Um, like, shut your mouth, be quiet, I got your book. Uh, just, you know, I mean, you learn to get your, get your feet wet, get your foot in the door. Um, so I don't really travel with anybody. I travel just me. We travel a lot. Um, I wasn't, I was doing, like I said, I had just come off of working with, uh, WWE. Um, so I had gotten to the point where quality is better than quantity. Me? Yes. Me, people don't know just watch this. I don't know what that means. Quality. I would take quality, meaning 
the quality of a show any day over quantity because I've I've done it for so long. Uh, there's no knock on any 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 company. I don't want to come off the wrong way and say, hey, you know, this company. That, no, I'm not like it because I work for anybody that calls me. Uh, but at my time, at this time, and at that time in my rational career, I'm looking at, I'm looking to elevate. And I want to be in front of people that can see me, that can actually say, hey, precious, man, let me put in a phone call, and man, let's get you somewhere. Let, let's get you somewhere. Let's, let's get you looked at. So that's what I mean by quality. Quantity, I've done all the quantity. Been in the business 15, 16 years. I've, I've, you can never have enough matches under your belt, but you, you want to be where you can be seen and noticed. That's what I mean by quality over quantity. Indeed, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing too much. It was, I was working for Dustin. Um, I would do a, a couple, couple, couple shows mm -hmm. if I, if I knew the promoter. They call me. I'm like, yeah, sure. I come in. The people they love precious. They love. Me. I mean, signing, signing autographs, taking pictures. Um, I got people. I got friend requests right now on Facebook. I have no clue who they are. And, <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. And some of my, and, and I see them at shows. And I, hey man, you did you get a friend request from me? I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you are. Uh, so and so, so and so. Oh yeah, I did get that one. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, I answer. So uh, I wasn't doing too much. Like I said, I was just working for Dustin. I was doing doing a couple shows here and there in the gym, working out, eating right. So that's that's what I was doing before before the pandemic. Um, and, yeah, that's what I was doing. So how was it, you know, how did it become about with Dustin and, you know, with, you know, him bringing, you know, wrestling back to Memphis, you know, bringing championship wrestling so how did that become about you, your involvement and uh, the you know the chemistry with you and Dustin and for you to be involved with championship wrestling for Memphis? How did that become about? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It it started. It all started with my T my TNA trial. It all started. Well, okay. Uh, he found out that I had I had a shot, and uh, he, sh he shoots me. I am, and um, like. You know, I've seen him, you know, we worked a couple shows together. I never worked with him. I remember when he first broke into business. But that was it. That's as far as we went. And I uh, had my trial, and he actually put me over. Sent some, he shot some emails to some guys. You know, Dustin worked for WWE. You know, I, yeah. I maybe it was two or three years. He got signed with him. And um, so, you know, he called me. He said, said, okay, if I get your number, I'll call you. And it was, it was in, this was in 2009. And when I had my, no, 2013, when I had my trial in TNA. And he calls me and we talk. And, you know, he's like, hey, man, I wish nothing but the best for you. You know, I hope you get signed. You know, congratulations. And the relationship, it just basically developed from that point. It developed from 2013. Um, him and Maria, uh, his wife, Maria, uh, I started uh, on CW30. Started on there uh, with with Memphis Wrestling, and uh, he calls me and he say, "Hey man, you know, love your gimmick. Me and my wife, you know, love your gimmick. Um, 
We want to use you on some stuff. Would you like to come to the studio and shoot some stuff with us? Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm grateful for that. So Dustin has been, he's hes actually been a great catalyst. He, he's given me the platform to, to really show what I can do. So I got to give all praises to Dustin and Maria because they have given me the platform. They, I give all of them that credit for now, for right at, at this point right now, because they gave me the platform. Definitely. And, you know, I think we, we thank them for bringing back, you know, wrestling back to Memphis, you know, even though I'm, you know, we're in California, but the history of Memphis is so rich up there with just the professional wrestling scene that I was heartbroken that it was just done, you know, like once Jerry Dollar stopped with the USWA and it wasn't really much out there, to be honest. I mean, that it was exposed to us here, you know, nationally, nationally wise and international wasn't for us to be of being, you know, to see what's going on. But it was something else after that. And for, you know, for, and for Marquez and, and Dustin to bring that to, you know, those, those type of territories back is great. And I love it and big fan of it. And that's how I became so much of a fan of championship wrestling in Memphis because seeing, you know, yourself and everyone else is like, yes, this is what we, us as fans, I'm, old, I'm more of an old school fan. I'm not, really, you know, I, I do love the current product, but I'm more of old school. You know, I'm more of the 90s old school. Like, I love it. I love these type of, type of territory. <coughs> I love it. I love right. It. So with Dustin, with Dustin and Maria, what well, we, we never died. Kevin Lauder had a great opportunity because I was one, one of the top guys that worked with Kevin. It, it was called Wildfire Wrestling. And um, we had great opportunities um, to do TV. But, you know, certain things, certain, certain things would, would come about and it will be like, if you're not using certain people, we can't put you on TV. Right. And, and it was always about, no, the young guys, the young guys. It's the young guys. It's the young guys. And if you never, if you never take the time out to give us, the younger guys and the young ladies in the business, an opportunity, how can you keep the legacy? How can you keep it going? You can't. Because if you keep your foot on our neck, and not give us a chance and opportunity, then of course it's gonna die. Because circle around this guy, that guy, that guy, this guy, this guy. And it can't be circled around. The business is big, it's bigger than all of us. Yeah. So that's so it never died. It's just that you had people in place that if these people wasn't associated with it, then no, we don't want those. We don't want you. And that wasn't fair to us. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not fair to us. And, and like, you know, thanks to Dustin and Maria, hey, you know, they said, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to use these guys. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, definitely. And let me ask you this question. You know, you've been in a business for quite some time. What can you say by far? Because I know you're not done yet as we speak. But what has been by far your defining moment in your career by far as a, you know, as it's still, you know, still you just, like how you said off the air, you, you're not done yet. You know, you still got a lot more to, that you want to accomplish, which we'll get to. 
But my, you know, as as of right now, currently, what has been by far your defining moment in your career as of as of right now? Well, I met my wife in the business. That's the defining. <laughs> <laughs> put her over to. You got to put over the wife, man. Yep. Wife over. Um, I have two defining moments. Two defining moments, too. One was, you know, just me getting the opportunity. I was actually one of the last guys to wrestle in the Mid-South College. Oh, yeah. That's the Mecca of Memphis. That's the Mecca of Memphis, man. Definitely, yes. Yeah, so that, that was a defining moment because, you know, you're a kid. And you're sitting maybe a thousand rows up in in the in the, in the those days. I would save my aunt, but God rest her soul, she would give me fifty cent a day for uh, butter cookies. But I would save my fifty cent to equal five dollars, so I can get me a ticket on Monday. That's awesome! <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So just from that time, sitting in the crowd, sitting in the arena, and then having the opportunity to do what I love to do. And get an opportunity to do it in the Mid-South Coliseum, hands down. Hands down. That's one and two was when when I got an opportunity to when I got to call when I got to call to do extra work. That's great. And and you know, speaking of speaking of, you know, you didn't mention okay, you mentioned about the jury. You, you were the one that created the originally gave you know Jericho the list, you know. Explain that to the viewers because they're like Wait a minute. You know, what do you mean by that? So explain. Give us more detail how that became about the, the list. About, okay. So uh, we're back. You know, we're back in the back. And uh, we're getting ready to shoot a shoot the spot for TV. And um, got, they come up to me. The writers come up to me. And they just say, here. They just stick a, they say, they just stick a folder. And a piece of paper in my face. And I said, okay. So I have an ink pen. And uh, it was Kevin Owens and Jericho. So I'm standing there. And I'm just writing. Just writing. Just say, okay, we're getting ready. It's at five, four, three. So we shoot. So, and I'm just writing and I'm writing. And Jericho turns and said, you know what? That's a good idea. That's the list. So he snatches out of my hand, and he actually makes it a list. So he, that started the list in WWE. So I the originator. So I was there draw, just writing some stuff, just drawing some stuff, and Jericho snatches it out of my hand. So you know what? That's the list. So I started the list, and I want actually wanted to continue to continue the list. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Just call it the precious list. Exactly. There you go. Why not the precious list? Yeah. You yeah. Start it yeah. off. Why not? The hell with it. You know. Yes. Jericho's not doing it anymore anyway. So he's, you know, he's doing more, you know, different things in AEW. So yeah, definitely. Yes, <laughs> Bring definitely. on the, the precious list. Yes. I, I don't want to be a part of it though. No, no, no. no. So, I don't. I don't want you to. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how the list got started, and that was actually my first time working. For WWE at that time, that was, that was the first opportunity they gave me, and I mean, you, you just whatever they give you, you take, you take advantage of it. It, it wasn't, but maybe five seconds on screen, and, and that's all it takes. To me, 
to me, less is more. The less you do, the more you'll be seen. Ah. The more you do. So less is more. That's what I've learned. Definitely. And so, so, so for our viewers and audience to get an idea. So you're, who was actually, when you create, when, when you developed and created Precious itself, who, what, what was your influences like, but you know, that you would watch, like what, what influence did you had? And I know you mentioned one off the air, which I'll mention now, you mentioned Austin Idol. So you might want to mention the other, you know, to the rest of them, to our viewers and subscribers, what, like, what other influence that you got creating? Precious? Yeah, of course, of course you had Austin Idol, Asian Street, can't leave our industry. And I love Tully Blanchard because here in Memphis, we had an opportunity to watch like every, every major company that was around at the time. You had CWA, which was uh, Continental Wrestling with Jerry Jarrett. You had NWA with Ric Flair. You had World Class, which was Devon Eriks. And you had AWA, which was Gunya. So I, we had a chance to, I had a chance to watch all of that. So when guys started hitting the mainstream with Vince and WWF, I already knew those guys, like Scott Hall. I mean, like, it just, Asian Street, uh, Tully Blanchard, Austin Idol, uh, Jimmy Valiant. I just took a mixture of all of them. Like, I have a saying. Precious has a saying. And I just took it, and nobody really paid attention to it. But I took it. And I used it, and I put my own twist with it from Austin Idol. Austin Idol used to say, "I'm from every man's dream, everyone, every every woman's dream, and every man's nightmare. Every man's, every woman's pet, and every woman's regret." I just turned it. I just flipped it. And Precious is from every man's dream, and every woman's nightmare. I'm every man's pet, and every woman's regret. So I just, I mean, wrestling is coming full circle. Definitely, it is. It is becoming full circle, and I love it, you know. Definitely love it. Now, here's another question for you. If you had, what, if you had the opportunity, what dream match, who would you have it with? And what promotion would you have it with? And what event would you have it? So if you're able to, if you're able to have your dream match that you would like to have, that you were able to work with, and, and where and what event were you able to do that match if it becomes a fruition My dream match is Sonny Kiss. Ooh, yes. Sonny I Kiss. It. It, my, my dream match is with Sonny Kiss. And I already have a name for the name for the match. It's, it, it will be called, um, it will call Precious's Kisses. <laughs> I love it. I Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes, and it will it, it will be it will have to be in WWE in WrestleMania. There you go. Why yeah. not, right? WrestleMania. Super Bowl of all professional wrestling. Yes. Yes, I love Sonny Kiss work. I'm a big, big fan of Sonny Kiss. And um I think as well, I think me and Sonny in AEW, me and Sonny will make a great tag team in AEW. You know what? Yes. I can definitely see that you and Sonny will make a, a great tag team. My, no, no hating on you, George Miller, but I love that tag team too. But why not? Precious and Sonny Kiss is a tag team. The Precious Kiss is yes. here. That's, ooh, I love it, man. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, I would love that. Would be my dream match, would be Sonny Kiss. 
Sunny Kiss. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have so many. My my wheels are always turning. Um, I just, and I want to say thank you, Mr. Ivan, for this opportunity because, I mean, this 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 will elevate me a little bit higher, and, you know, I'm I'm hoping to to get looked at by AEW, TNA, WWE once again, uh, Ring of Honor, um, even NWA. Even NWA, I mean New Japan. Yes, New Japan, definitely. Whatever company that calls, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm willing, you know, I'm ready, willing, and able. Definitely, definitely, yeah, indeed, and that's the goal. That's your goal. That you, that's the, that's your goal for 2021. This is to get get signed. Yes, get signed, get signed, and and with with, with you, this is this is helping just as well. It's catapulting me. It's catapulting me. I just. You can say it all the time, but I've been ready. I've been ready. I'm ready now. If they call right now, I say, "Hey, I got to go." They're calling. (laughs) Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. And and best believe, whenever that day comes, we're gonna be the first one there. Congratulate! We'll be the first one putting it over, and just believe it. You know, believe it or not, that's you know that's always been us here in Circle Debaters. Given that that love and support, you know, such as talent yourself that we, you know, support since they won watching and will continue no matter what. If it go, if it, you know, if it, which I'm hoping one day you'll get that call. I will, and you will get that call. I'm pretty sure Tony Connie, you're watching this, Billy Corgan, you're watching this. You know, make sure, or even hey, Levesque, make sure you watch this too. So definitely, um, we. If you get that, if you get that phone call, I cannot wait and just bring impressions to AEW, to either NWA, to NXT, or Ring of Honor. Heck, even no W, you know, Court Bar, Court Bar. Why not? There's so many promotions out there that definitely they're missing that key thing is that flamboyant of what you bring in the ring and outside of the ring. That's definitely. And I'm gonna add to that. You know, wrestling comes full circle. It always does. Well, I'm sorry. Everything comes full circle. Life comes full circle. Everything does. Because I was taught this. In wrestling, when you first start in the business, you're in the very first match. When you get ready to retire, guess what? You're in the very first match. So, that's, But um, things, you can see the territories developing again. They're, they're coming. And they're coming fast. And they're coming strong, and they're 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 in front of us, and we have to take advantage of it. We have to take advantage. But not only that, all these companies, the big companies, the major companies, the indies are where you're going to find your next superstar. Absolutely. See, you're not you're not going to find them. You're not going to find them in a TV magazine. You're not going to find them six foot eight, built like a brick wall. No. You find. You find your next superstar on the Indies yeah. because we've owned our we've owned our skills. We've been through the grind. Uh, we've been up and down the road. We I've lived out man living out of a suitcase on the grind. I mean, you're paying for your you're paying everything, paying for everything, your gas, your hotel, your uh your your, your rental car. I mean, you're driving eight nine my eight nine hours. I do it all the time. Like I drive to Texas. I mean, no gripes. I love it. 
I mean, I still love the road. But I've seen guys, and I call it the fall from grace. Yeah. I've seen guys that work in these major companies for years, and they come to the Indies, and they don't know how to survive on the Indies. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of get if you could give that advice for people who actually wants to get into professional wrestling, what advice would you give? What was what would be the one thing that a key word advice would be able to give any future upcoming rising stars that gets into the business? What would you what would your advice be? My advice would be go to someone and that has actually done something in the business and been someone. Because how can Joe Blow tell you where to go and where to get experience when Joe Blow hadn't been in it? Joe Blow has been in a bar and grill for 12 years and he can't tell you anything. Because like me, you know, I have guys, it's, it's guys, and I don't get it, I don't understand. You take someone like me that, that's done, I haven't done a whole lot, but I've done, done some things in the business. Why would you not come to me and talk to me and try to pick my brain and find out, hey man, what did you do to get, how did you get here? How, I mean, what did you do? Yeah. So my advice to the younger guys is get under a learning tree where you know these, these people have been places and done things and learn all you can learn from them because when, if and when you get an opportunity to sign, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. Not, not a man, I don't, I don't think I'm ready. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready. No. You have to be ready because you'll never know when you get to call. You have to be ready. So that's my advice is get with someone that knows the business and knows the ins and outs and, and learn from them. And, I mean, you know, whatever it costs, you know, pay that price. Pay your dues. Pay your dues. Pay your dues. Because I'm still paying them. Been in business 15, 16 years. You never get done paying dues. Like, I'm still grinding. I'm still trying. I still go to the gym. Still work out. It never stops. Wrestlers never sleep. We never sleep. There you go. Definitely. Yeah. Same here. We never sleep here on Circle Debate. <laughs> I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then before we let you go, I want to have I want one last question to ask you. Sure. Throughout your journey, is has there been you don't have to drop any names, you know, just out of their protection. Any funny stories on down the road? Or in you know anywhere in the territory. Oh man, let's see. <laughs> I have one. I have one. I work for this company in Pensacola, Florida. Great guy, great company. Uh, like I don't have too many stories with the boys because I don't. I really travel alone. Mm -hmm. I really travel alone. So I don't have too many stories with the boys besides us sleeping in. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh oh, oh, okay. Man, now you go, you send me back to my early days. Uh -uh. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> you send me back to my early days. So remember when I told you it was it was about seven or eight of us, you know, um, first breaking the business. And uh, it's it's about ten of us being two cars, two cars, a van, 
and we uh, were traveling, I'll never forget it. We're traveling to Crystal Springs, Mississippi. And uh, so, uh, God says, hey, man, we're going to spend the night here. Okay. All right. So we go. He goes in. He gets this hotel room. And he tells the lady, hey, you know, it's just two of us in the hotel. So we all get in the hotel. And everybody said, hey, man, I'm sleeping over here. I'm sleeping over there. I'm sleeping over here. I'm sleeping over there. So this particular night. So. These two guys, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. So all you got all of us spread it out. We all spread it out in the room. We, somebody sleeping in the tub. Actually, somebody sleeping in the tub. Somebody sleeping up under. Somebody sleeping beside one of the beds. Somebody sleeping at the door. Somebody sleeping on the couch. Two guys go get in the bed. So this maybe this is after the show, maybe 1 2 o'clock in the morning. And we hear, oh, wait a minute, stop, hold on, wait a minute, mm, mm, mm. and I'm going to say, wait a minute, I know it can't be no woman in this room, I know it's not no women in the room, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, two guys, two guys, I'm not going to call them names, I'm not going to name drop, but those guys are actually in, in the bed having sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. So those stories, if they tell you, if you want to push, you have to get to pushing and pulling, it's true. It's true. <laughs> he, guess what? He ended up owning the company after that. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He ended up owning the company. So he... He actually has the company right now. He he changed the name of it, but he he earned the company out after that after that night. I mean, I don't know what they was in there doing, but I know you shouldn't be two men shouldn't be locking locking horns. No, no, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that, yeah, so that that was about it. That, that and I have more stories, but that, that's the one I wanted to tell. <laughs> he has the company now. Now, here's another one that I, you know, just about talking about championship and wrestling right now from Memphis at the peak. Yeah, yeah. Will you be competing in that rumble for the yeah. World Heritage title? Yes, yes, yes. Precious will be in the Grind City Battle Royal. Exactly. I cannot wait. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Grind City Battle Royal, he'll be competing on May 16th. Keep an eye on that because it will be out soon on championship wrestling from Memphis. On their YouTube channel, but I'm now. Are we going to see a first and newly crowned, you know, world heritage champion from Memphis, and that is the flamboyant Mahler Precious? Can we see Precious winning the title? Strong possibility. There you go. Why not? Right. There's a lot more. A lot, and I'm, I'm. I wish you the best. I hope you do. And if you do win that championship, we're going to have you right back and we're here in the show. And definitely we're going to have to talk about that. I mean, you winning the World Heritage Champion. I cannot wait to see that. Of course. that. Uh, now, for our viewers and subscribers is, and our audio platform listeners, do you have any social media platforms where they can follow you? Where, how can they find Precious on social media platforms if you haven't? Sure, of course, of course. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. That's which I, I'm going to get a Precious handle. In a minute, but my my real name is Martin Boyd. 
that you can find me on on Facebook. I have Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I think my Twitter is uh, precious www at preciousmoves.com. I'm not sure. I have to. I have to get, get it. I have to get the link. But I am on Instagram as well, and I'm going to start maybe a um, what do they call it? This um, TikTok. I may start a TikTok. Precious may start a TikTok. Oh yeah, we need this. Yes, definitely. Precious needs to start a TikTok. Oh my God, it will go viral. Yes. Yeah. So I may start a TikTok. I'm still, still going back and forth with doing TikTok because I'm not a big not a big fan of of posting my personal life understand yeah i mean i don't i mean i can tell you my for me about my, my personal ones i don't post any i really don't it's only with anniversaries or anything birthdays that's it other than that i really don't i don't really post much. yeah so i may i can start a precious tiktok yeah may start that and and, and go from there but you know i gotta I gotta tell, I gotta tell my guys, you know, in, here in Memphis, uh, the Memphis Championship Wrestling, we're all doing a great job. All of us, from 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 the last guy to the first guy to to the camera, the camera people, the people that's producing the show, you know, we have we're we're on to something hot. We're on to something good. Yes, we're on to something very hot. And, and I just want to keep the, keep it keep it going, keep the keep the steam rolling, keep it rolling. So I want to tell all my my, my fellows and my, my friends, my lady friends that that's on the roster with me, thank you because without them and the people that that I've I've worked before them, without them, I wouldn't be here with you right now, Mr. So I have to. I have to give thanks to all of those people that was that helped me get to this point. And we thank you for making us a fan. And for, we thank everyone as well from Championship and Wrestling. Dustin, Maria, everyone, the back, the Keta crew, Marquez as well, everybody, yourself, the whole roster. You guys are phenomenal. Such incredible athletes you guys are and it deserves a lot of disclosure and it's the, just the beginning of Championship Wrestling for Memphis and for Repression himself. We will see more Repression soon, and I guarantee you, you will see him either somewhere down the line in AEW or NXT or New Japan or Ring of Honor or MOW. You never know. You never know what will happen. Never know. Never know. And I, like I said, I'm very grateful for you for having me on the show. Thank you so much for one gift for, for joining us. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We want to go ahead and thank Precious so much for joining us here on the show today. Um, and cannot wait to have him back pretty soon. And I, I would love to have you back, at least for a top five. We don't want to do top fives. Like, we can do a top five, whatever you want. About We can talk about top five, you know, Memphis wrestling moments, or we can talk about top five, anything. WWE could be anything. Any top five you want to do, let me know. And we'll get you back on the show with the rest of the hosts. And hear your top five moments of in professional wrestling. But definitely, I would love to have you back, Precious, once again. And I appreciate you for taking the time for joining us today. And I commend you. And you don't understand that it's an honor to have you on the show. And I really mean that by the heart because you are are incredible. And you are, yeah, that's why you're flamboyant. That's a, a statement that you prove it. And you prove it in the ring and outside of the ring. And I commend you. For that and I'm, I'm 
like I said, I'm praying and I'm and I'm praying for you to get that call. And I believe our viewers and subscribers who will be watching this will do the same thing as well. Praying and getting and wishing that we see, and it will happen, seeing pressures somewhere down the line, either of these making top, you know, promotions. So definitely cannot wait. Thank you. I'm very grateful and honored. And I will be back. I will be back. Yes, we need you back. We need that. We need questions back. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in here at Circle of the Day Podcast. And don't, you know, we still have a long line, but if you want to catch pressure as well, catch up, on, catch up on Championship Wrestling from Memphis every Saturday at noon Central Time. Make sure it's all the description will be right below to the, link, the links. And also the social media platforms will be below on the description. So make sure you follow Precious and also tune in to Championship Wrestling from Memphis every Saturday at noon Central Time. And make sure you guys tune in and watch the flamboyant Mahler Molly some people's asses and giving them the kiss my attitude right in the <laughs> exactly there you go <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much guys for tuning in we'll see you guys next time